struggle to fall asleep because they are too worried about everything happening around them. The 2020 Emmys are seeing record low ratings numbers. Nielsen numbers show the awards show dropped 25% from last year. Total viewers hitting a new record low. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. The following is an America Matters Media production. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the station or its advertisers, although we think they should. But that's the opinion of America Matters Media. This is not smoke here in reno oh okay there isn't any in tahoe today really okay oh, well you much higher up well you know it's the direction of the wind it was out of the southwest so it's just oh. pushed it all into washoe and, and last week of course it was burning man right everybody was coming back from burning man and the roads were awash with all of this ash mm -hmm. so uh when are we going to get clean again That's i, I don't know man yeah. i don't know uh or maybe we should be asking that maybe question about get, the FBI. Yeah, maybe we should get Kamala <laughs> to get to work That's, on it. I don't have anything. I, I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I, I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I think he's got something back there. Yeah. <laughs> and so we also have Brian working on the boards today. He's very active. Yes. He's right on top of things back there. All right. So right after the dark Brandon speech, right. uh, evoking... <laughs> um, Comrade Adam Sutler from V for Vendetta. That's that's what the left sees it as. Right. They they V for Vendetta is their revolutionary Antifa mm -hmm. film. Sure. You know? mm -hmm. And uh Sutler said in, in that movie, I want the country to realize that we stand on the edge of oblivion. I want every man, woman, and child to understand how close we are to chaos to remember why they need us. And you know why why that's so accurately stated. Uh -huh. is because the FBI is now going after pillows. Yes, they're going after them. <laughs> it's so important. We're on the threshold of yeah. fascism that right. they're going after pillows. pillows. Sheets. We choose truth over facts. <laughs> and doesn't he have coffee now? So maybe he doesn't want us drinking coffee anymore either. Yeah, I, gee, it's hard to tell with poor Mike Lindell. You know, he just, uh, you know, he was all behind the... Uh, electoral machines are being hacked thing i think that's why they came after yeah the, but remember that they always accuse us of doing what they themselves are actually, are actually doing. doing exactly so and that is what they're doing he's got an executive order going that is brandon has an executive order out there 14019 i think that's going to take taxpayer money and push it into districts that can shape the election on november 8th 
Shape the. I thought they were fortifying elections. No, they're shaping, shaping it. it. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people make that mistake. <laughs> this is about the future of the liberal world order. And uh -huh. It's what it is. That's what it is. And uh, so the French lady, Karine, she was uh, caught justifying uh, her tweets about uh, the Republican, uh, especially Trump, about Trump stealing the election. And uh, while at the same time, ignoring that, while at the same time accusing Republicans of stealing the 2020 election, and, and of course the riot on January 6th, may it always be remembered in Democrat lore, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and of course that was just an orchestrated FBI entrapment episode. Mm -hmm. from start to finish. They had two yes. weeks to figure it out. Yep. They had two whole weeks because Trump was going to make that decertification claim the morning of the 6th of January. Yep. They knew that he was going to speak somewhere and they had every opportunity to set up and orchestrate that riot. And that's what they did. They had them in plain clothes on the outside. You folks go this way, you folks go that way, and they even opened the doors for them. In some cases, yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they're still the January 6th protesters, some of them in solitary confinement, some of them not getting needed medical attention. They're still there 18 no, months. No such thing as habeas corpus in this America. Or a speedy trial. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. No. Some of them even died in there, haven't they? I think there have been a couple of deaths. While yeah, they, while I, they, I think so. While they await the I case. know there was a suicide, right? That's right. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. They should all be out on, uh, bail, on wait, bail, awaiting their opportunity to speak. Yeah, I mean, these behalf. are all misdemeanors. Yeah, trespassers. Right. And the, the poor uh, QAnon shaman, what did he get, four years? <laughs> well, for... he was lucky compared to the, the, GI, the GI woman. Yeah. Can't think of her name offhand, but yeah. Ashley Babbitt? That's that was it. killed, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't. Anything is luckier than what happened than what to her. what happened to her, yeah. Exactly. But, you know, it's, you know, like I, we, we played uh, White Riot, the song, or the intro to the song, mm -hmm. because that's what it was. It was pent-up frustration after all the uh, BLM riots uh, that we had. It was pent-up frustration. It was stoked by the idea that, you know, they could do something about the election here, whether... And that's still up in the air. We don't know whether that was uh, constitutionally feasible or not. It won't be tested now. You know, in other words, for the vice president to, uh, uh, you know, say that there's a problem with certification of the votes and refuse to certify certain states' votes. Right. All they were going to do is go into a committee. That's right. And try to resolve it in committee. Right. See how many disputes there were and yeah. how much of it was legitimate, how much of it was not. You know, there wasn't anything that really about that that should have been certainly not an insurrection. No, certainly was not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Well, Biden has the scent of sedition about him. Mm. And I think everybody's picked up on it. You know, they're going to have a tough time in, the, in this election if, if we get to an election. I'm still not convinced we're going to yeah, get we're going to get to a next. I mean, this November? It's now or never for them. Mm. And every single day. they're Now they're going after pillows? I mean, yeah. there's nothing they won't go after. They're coming after us. <laughs> That's what they're telling us. Yeah. You think Mike Lindell is exempt? 
fine Egyptian cotton pillows. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's Christian cotton they're using in those pillows, aren't yes. they? Yeah. Say what? <laughs> He well, really knows how to sell a pillow. I'll give him that. Yes, I, I get his uh, emails, I mean, his texts all the time. <laughs> well, we're 55 days from this election, and you can feel it, can't you? I can feel it. Yeah, it's, it's intense. The air is becoming thick with trepidation. Quite a few uh, microaggressions during the past week, yes. In the social justice system, words are considered violence. In New York City, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious attacks are members of an elite squad known as the Microaggression Victims Unit. These are their stories. It's a unit. It's a unit or a eunuch. I, I couldn't understand. <laughs> An Irish professor was jailed for refusing to address the proper pronouns. You know, misgendering is a terrible, oh, terrible crime. Yeah. Yes. He, uh, Enoch Burke, an evangelical Christian, was given an indefinite prison sentence, in other words, contempt of court, by the Irish judge Michael Quinn, the mighty Quinn. The mighty Quinn. For refusing to use the proper pronoun for a trans student. Then we had another pretend Indian outed this week. Pretend Indian? Pretend Indian, yes. <laughs> a Canadian University, Emily Carr University professor, an indigenous artist, in quotes. Does Gina, Elizabeth Warren know this? <laughs> Gina Adams, who claimed her Anishinaabeg ancestors, <laughs> ancestors appeared to her in dreams. In fact, her mother is a white beauty pageant queen, and there is no evidence of Native American ancestry well, in her you know family. The, you know the thing. Well, it works for Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. So. It works for a lot of people. <laughs> uh, why are IPOCs, you know what that is? No. Indigenous people of color. Oh, IPOC. that's right. Yeah, we've yeah. talked about that. On why are IPOCs considered oppressed when so many whites want to be one? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything. I, I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I, I don't have anything. That is so profound. The New York Times, you remember the stabbing Sanderson brothers and, and another Canadian Native American or First Nation, I think they call it. I think that was it. Yeah. First Nation story. Yeah. They, they went on a stabbing spree on an Indian reservation, but the New York Times refused to state their ethnicity leaving the impression they could be those evil white evil men. Evil white people. Yeah. Fascists. Breaking the treaty. Yeah, right. Trump supporters. <laughs> Here's one. Country singer Jason Aldean dropped by, uh, dropped, was dropped 
by his longtime PR firm after his wife, Brittany, in an interview, criticized early interventions on gender transitioning for young children. A trans girl is a girl. <laughs> she, also, she, she also stated she was glad she didn't have a mother, but I put in liberal mother, yeah. who would have pushed transitioning when she was in her tomboy stage. Maybe oh, hell no. <laughs> point yeah now this one the wake the woke disney film little mermaid has up to two two million dislikes i don't know about that one i mean a fish is a fish i mean it, it doesn't matter what color the the little mermaid was very wait a minute you say a fish is a fish a fish is a fish <laughs> i mean it doesn't matter what race the fish is but the little mermaid is a very white looking young black uh, lady, you know, very aquiline nose, you know, okay, symmetric feature figure. Uh -huh. So, I don't know about that, but then again, I'm not likely to look at the movie to confirm it. You're not, no, <laughs> <laughs> but the Amazon Fire woke Lord of the Rings called The Rings of Power that is bombing badly. Uh, the House of the Dragon stars T. Toisson, boy, those French people get a lot of good gigs, don't they? Steve Toisson keeps saying <laughs> the purists were saying things about casting him in the show. They have no trouble believing in a dragon, but they have trouble believing a black person could be a member of the court or a black person could be a hobbit or an elf. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I'm going to put him in. Uh, <laughs> Well, you know, the 52-week the, uh, range for Disney, if you're a Disney shareholder, yeah, it was, the high was 185.90, and it's at 90.23 now. Oh. So. Get woke, go broke. Yeah. Get excited about that if you want. Meanwhile, in Sweden, Sweden actually got based. Yeah. That did. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, <laughs> they uh, swallowed the red pill. It's like a fascist movement there in Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The right coalition led by a new party called the Swedish Democrats defeated the old left Social Democrats by one vote. Wow. 175 to 174. We'll take it. Yep. <laughs> Immigration was the main issue, just like it is in Denmark at this time. Right. And, uh, and it does portend uh, a, a trend in the entire pan-European experience. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the days are numbered. The European zone is numbered, I think. Yeah. It's only a matter of time before everybody wants out of there. Right. Uh, too much. Uh, the ousted minister, Magdalena Anderson, tried to move to the right before the election by saying too much migration and too weak integration has led to parallel societies where criminal gangs have been able to grow and gain a foothold. You could say that. Well, I'm, I'm sure that's what's happening there, yeah. Crime and refusal to assimilate were the main issues. I think that assimilation issue is important no matter where we talk well, about yeah, it. Well, yeah, we're going to talk it's, about that, but... It's critical. Swedish women wear armbands saying, don't rape me, and a cabinet minister's daughter was raped and murdered, and he refused to press charges. Yeah, well, we talked about this before the show. I think yeah. it should say, please don't rape me. <laughs> say woo! See, that'll work a whole lot that'll, Oh, yeah, you have to be polite. Yeah. <laughs> nope. 
Now, a, a few months ago, I uploaded a video uh, to Talking Truth to Power Facebook uh, group. Uh, the president of the largest pro-immigrant NGO in Sweden, uh, it, who happens to be Jewish, she proclaimed how important European Jews and Jewish immigration pressure groups were to bringing in more Muslim immigrants. Mm -hmm. See, Middle Eastern culture, you were saying assimilate. Right. Middle Eastern culture is inimical to European culture. Sure. That's European, why they're where they are. Yeah. <laughs> European culture is, or at least was, much more individualistic than tribal and clan-based Middle Eastern cultures, both Islamic and Jewish. I'm the only one that will say it's not only Islam, but it's also the Middle Eastern culture of Judaism mm -hmm. that doesn't integrate well. The same organized Jewish groups who promote mass migration that is incompatible with European culture are the same ones who argue for the existence of the Jewish ethnocentric state in Israel, the most genetically policed state in the world. And that's Talmudic situational ethics again. <laughs> yep. It rears its ugly head. Right. So, yeah, Europe... Uh, in Switzerland, they have said that they will arrest people that turn their thermostats up too high this winter. <laughs> I'm going well, to say, and well, to Switzerland, <laughs> you know. Well, you know, we're laughing about it, but you know who's laughing mostly about it? The Russians. Vladimir Putin. Yeah, I mean, the Russians are going to be comfortable and warm. Their shelves are well stocked. Do you know it's the, the Gazprom? This is right out of the Russian playbook. <laughs> Russia's Gazprom has doubled oil and gas revenue this year, despite the drop in volume. I think it's right. dropped by half or something. It's really paying for the war. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. yeah, it's paying for so, itself. Yeah, so. <laughs> Ursula von der Leyen says That's the that, kind of war you want, yeah. one that pays for itself. <laughs> <laughs> Ursula von der Leyen has said that she uh, will restrict uh, gas imports to 9%. Yeah, that's, yeah. you know, they're having problems. You know, all they all they had to do is come to Putin, you know, hat in hand, and say, "Please, will you open Nord Stream two? We're we're ready for it." Well, there was an opportunity to address all of this in April. Yeah. And apparently, the European Community and the United States of America decided, "No, we want to we want to benefit the military industrial complex for a while." Yeah, exactly. And so that went out the door. Right. Yeah, there was supposedly. Uh, a treaty that was at least worth discussing. Uh, discussing. <laughs> no, no, I think you said it right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't Russia that turned it down. They sent it to Moscow, right. but it was Boris Johnson was the messenger. He, mm -hmm. he came to Kiev. You know, all the cool guys were going to Kiev. Yeah, all of them were going ago. over there, yeah. And uh, he told Zelensky, uh, no, don't do it. And, of course, if he told them, then Washington told him. Yeah, no, exactly. Right? Yeah, so... I know it's uh, we mean by Talmudic situational ethics. Well, the Talmud teaches that Jews should be quiet and uh, submissive and don't rock the boat when they're in a country where they are outnumbered by Gentiles. Are but when the they're party? in when they're in their own country, then the gloves are off and they can treat Gentiles, mm -hmm. you know, the way they want. Yeah. To. So. People don't people don't read the Talmud, but then again, Christians don't read the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> or they'd be amazed at what they found. Yeah, I think it's probably a good thing in both cases. Yes. 
All right. So when we come back, uh, we're going to have some more world events, I think, unless you have something you'd like rather talk about, Lee. Well, I'm hoping we can get to uh, what's happening in the markets because. Uh, oh yeah, it's, they're, it's they're going. They're roiling. All right. Pretty amazing, and uh, I look pretty good from my calls over the past several months. Oh, <laughs> yeah. such... You're a lion, dog-faced <laughs> pony soldier. <laughs> because the Fed has only one tool, and that's you got a direct line to Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Is that the applause line? <laughs> Did you see that display yesterday on no. the White House lawn? Uh, oh, my yeah. God, it was embarrassing. Oh, yeah. I laughed all the way through it. It was hysterically funny. The inflation party? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> the legislation that's supposed to end infla- inflation. It's, uh, it's a spectacle, and everybody can see it for itself. Did you see the, the, the New Hampshire uh, primaries? We're now done with the primaries. Uh-huh. We're in good shape so far. This looks really good. If we have a very, very intense going forward. Uh, we've never been in a situation where we had $30 trillion in debt mm-hmm. and inflate at the same time. So while the Fed has to react and will react at least by 75 basis points, uh, that really won't take care of anything except the inflationary part of our problem, because that will also choke off the economy. Yeah, yeah that's true. Now, small businesses have already stopped hiring. Uh, you see labor shortages everywhere, already in the system. So you may not be experiencing it directly, but indirectly, no matter what you do in, in, with commerce, you right. know, whether you're traveling or uh, staying at home, you're going to see the effect. It's inevitable. Right. Today, the business of our work is for the council to report on the work that has occurred since our last meeting across these areas. We will today also discuss the work yet ahead, the work we must still do to continue to move forward. You got that? Yeah, I got it. See, so that's... That's that's your government at work. (laughs) And you don't want these people anywhere close to the seats of power, you know, whether it's in the the area of commerce or finance or government. I mean, these these people owe their... their, uh, professions or their success by failure because nothing succeeds like failure in <laughs> <You're> these <right>. areas <laughs> well do you see what happened to stelter uh he's with oh god i can't remember now he's, they, they've sent him to he's a, a harvard isn't he, he uh, i think uh the other one went to harvard this guy's going to uh but yeah he's going to a uh, i a very prestigious institution. I forget which one. <laughs> when I hear Stelter, I just kind of tune out. But yes, he, he's going to be uh, retiring, apparently, on a, a very nice college campus somewhere. Sounds like. Uh, yes. I don't have anything. I, I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I, I don't have anything. I don't have anything. 
and who else would you want to teach your children than yes. Brian Stelter? About the, yeah, about the media. He knows about all truth. this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the uh, the uh, and on the war situation. Want to start talking a little bit about foreign policy? Yeah, it was a good idea actually. We okay. should talk about the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, we got to talk about how the uh, the jackals are starting to gather around the the corpse, looking for bones to pick, mm-hmm. as the uh, Azerbaijan, yeah. which is a Sunni Muslim country, is uh, once again attacking Armenia, which is a Christian country. Right. And the reason why is that their Armenia is not a very rich country, but it happens to be strategically located in the Caucasus Mountains, which are always a part of Russia, a concern of Russia. And they're very uh, close to Russia there. And they're also very close to Iran. So Azerbaijan is being armed and funded, uh, at this time apparently by Israel. Uh, They've been getting a lot of uh, military equipment from Israel and the Mossad is apparently all over the place there. to, so for Armenia to start up, for Azerbaijan to start up trouble by attacking Armenia, that's to simultaneously threaten Russia because they're bogged down in Ukraine and they're also now uh, starting an offensive against uh, the Idlib area, the, the jihadis who, uh, you know, surrendered in other parts of the country but were allowed to go to Idlib. So you now. Uncircumcised Philistine. Philistine, yes. (laughs) Well, you know, Ron Paul has said that Europe has committed suicide by these sanctions. I don't see any way out of it unless they give up, unless they grow up, get off the puberty blockers and become real countries. Yeah, and real leaders, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And, you know, this, this could spiral out of control very, very quickly in that region that we're discussing right oh, now. Oh, anything, at any time. Yeah, and they could use such an event prior to November 8th. <laughs> <laughs> we Am have I right, cancel- people? <laughs> <laughs> you will eat the bugs. Yeah. You will like it. Yeah, that's, uh, they they could. That could be the type of false flag or, or real flag that they would use to suspend elections. They are preparing for uh, any eventuality here because they've only got 55 days to do it. It's now or never for them. Right. So while, so while it looks great for us in terms of the primary results so far, and we're past that now, we're literally in the, gen, in the general election modality at the moment. Um, you know, they've got John Brennan at the helm. They do? Yeah. Oh, who is? I thought he was a, a TV. Uh, yeah, but, he, you know, he's, he's moonlighting. Oh, okay. That's who's calling the shots. For the Obama administration. It, oh, yeah, for the former Obama administration yeah. people, yeah. They are calling the shots. Everything's coming across his desk, and they're preparing for any eventuality. So while it looks good, those people have got aces up their sleeves. Well, there's been a bit of good news. Has uh, there? Yeah, a little a little inkling of good news in the, in the, uh, the dumpster fire, but... China and India have withdrawn forces along their border hotspots. 
the Prime Minister of India, India Modi, mm -hmm. refuses to sanction Russia despite continuous U.S. pressure, and he's uh, he's getting oil at discounted rates. Yeah, discounted <laughs> rates, exactly. <laughs> And then they're turning around and refining the oil and, and selling, selling it to it. Europe yeah. <laughs> at a higher rate. Nice deal, isn't it? So is China, by the way. They're yeah. going all the way around the African Cape uh, Horn, I think it's called, or, and all the way up to Europe. With uh, So that's going to add a lot to their uh, expenses. But, you know, we were going to do the same thing. You know, I, I love it when Sean Hannity says we have to be dominant in oil so we can help our European allies by sending them overpriced uh, liquid national gas. You know, we choose truth over facts. <laughs> yeah, it's all war is just a racket. It is a racket. Yep, comprehensive one. A comprehensive global racket. So what happened in Ukraine? Yeah, this week. Uh, well, uh, over the last weekend, uh, Ukraine received $3 billion more from Blinken, who arrived uh, in Kiev. And they had a counterattack, first in Kherson, that was two weeks ago, the Southern Front, which uh, collapsed with heavy losses. But you see, we're going to get into it, the U the way Ukraine is fighting this war is it, it can sustain those losses while hoping to delay Russia while it uh, gathers more weapons and trains more troops coming in from the West. And so uh, a Ukrainian soldier was actually quoted in the Washington Post talking about taking five to one casualties compared to the Russians how the Russian tanks emerged from behind their concrete bunkers and rained fire before Ukraine could respond. So it was a bad defeat down in the southern front. But in the northern front, around the second largest city in Ukraine, Kharkov, uh, where Russia had already begun an orderly withdrawal of its troops because it isn't that important to them at this point, uh, so this this is the one that is north of Luhansk and extended uh, westward into close to Kiev, but not uh, close to Kharkov, but not right up to Kharkov. Uh, and this this area is considered to have largely Russian leaning populace. So the armed forces of Ukraine seized on the Russian withdrawal and hit the front hard. With I see estimates ranging from. 10 to 30,000 troops, including foreign legionnaire commandos. Remember at the early part of the war, we were talking about all the Reddit warriors from America and Europe mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that were going on Reddit and thinking this would be a piece of cake. And then they got over there and turned on their cell phones and the Russians Realized. figured out where they were yeah. and blew them up. They ping. Yeah. Now, now, <laughs> <laughs> now they're better trained. In fact, this whole, um, offensive in Kharkov shows that it's actually now a NATO war more than ever. To me, it looks like a tactical retreat for a much wider war. For, for Russia? Yeah. Yeah. It was a tactical retreat. And the uh, spectacular instant gains that they got uh, in, in Kharkov that Ukraine got 
which has made all the headlines. Yep. You know, George Stepan, all of us were saying, this could be a turning point in the war. Well, Kissinger said the same thing yeah. <laughs> in advance of it. Yeah. yeah. So they knew this, this was up their sleeve. They really only got 2% of the territory that the Russians had already uh-huh. built up. So they got like, they bit off the tip of the western, uh, northwestern uh, area. That We're changing the, people's lives. Yeah. Uh, what uh, now? Technically, they could threaten Russian supply lines that come down from Belgorod and Russia down into the Donbas. But it, the Russians have pretty much redrawn the lines, and it remains to see whether they can actually do that. But uh, Lloyd Austin, you know, he agreed that there was a, a a victory, and it was a victory. Let's not take anything back away from them. It was a victory, a tactical victory. But we're, we're going to see in the next couple of weeks uh, how lasting the victory is. Uh, so, But it does show that they're gathering some elite forces. Well, you know what the Kremlin is describing this chapter as? Yes. A prologue to a third world war. Clues that the Chinese diaspora is so well connected they usually do better in terms of income and status than the best of the native populations wherein they live. Aren't they described as the Jews of Asia? Yeah, that's what that's what I said that I I'm not sure if it's uh, maybe I misspoke. That's, yeah, that's what I yeah, they are called the Jews of Asia. Now uh, 
Kamala Harris, you remember her disastrous trip toward Singapore, or Singapore yeah. and Hanoi? She publicly bashed the Chinese. Well, these two countries were humiliated and, and basically called on China to say, uh, you know, we, break, we know that the Chinese are some of our most important citizens. She used the word our. Our, yes. But indeed, so are the Jews, who, despite their high disparity in world population, 25 million Jews compared to 1.2 million Chinese, are probably even more successful in their diaspora and always earn above average incomes over the native population. Hardworking people. Yeah. But also ethnically and net network connected. A strong horse is the ancient Chinese symbol of strength and prosperity. Both the Chinese and the Jews, through a combination of wealth, ethnic networking, and above-average intelligence, have a strong force. They both manifest enormous economic clout and political influence wherever they go. However, the Chinese are never portrayed in the West as sympathetically as the Jewish tribes. <laughs> you must do every, every day. Continue to bear witness. Uh -huh. To keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust. <laughs> he meant the That's horror. because the Jews have something <laughs> the Chinese don't have. They have a very strong sacred cow. Oh, I see. <laughs> the sacred cow is of the what is uh, made up of the legendary ordeals of the Jewish people, who are God's chosen people, uh -huh. culminating after centuries of uh, you know persecution and the Holocaust, originally. The original sacrifice of the bull in Hebrew called the Shoah. And it, the Holocaust shows us that by the purifying gases of World War II, the Jews were cleansed of any taint of responsibility for anything they ever did is to that, Germany or the West. Is that how it happens? Yes. So, so <laughs> they were cleansed. Yes. I see. So after the Shoah, the Jews finally obtained <laughs> eternal reward from a generous, ashamed world to their promised land, Eretz Israel. No one asked the inhabitants of this area how they felt about taking of their land and giving it to the chosen ones, who they, in fact, did not genocide. You must do every, every day, continue to bear witness. Uh -huh. Keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust. The honor of the Holocaust. <laughs> Now, so the Chinese are equal to the Jews because they both have a strong horse. Nope. But the Jews have a very, very powerful sacred cow, and they zealously promote and protect it. It's partly the Chinese fault, as they have spent most of their time complaining about suffering under the Japanese in World War II. The Japanese did slaughter hundreds of thousands of Nanking and other places. They forced Chinese women to be their sex slaves. They denigrated Chinese culture. But if you look at Chinese movies, at the very end, you know, Chinese Kung Fu always triumphs always over wins out, Japanese karate. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Only recently have the Chinese started complaining about the 100 years of humiliation by the West, which frankly coincides with the 100th year anniversary of the Chinese Communist Party and the rise of Xi Jinping. The Opium Wars, did you know the Opium Wars, coincidentally, were organized and financed by the Jewish Sassoon family. The Boxer Rebellion, the theft of Hong Kong, the civil war between Mao and Chiang Kai-shek. They're big on commerce, those people. Yeah, the Taiwan issue, they may have inflicted pain and humiliation on Chinese, but the Western world does not feel their pain. No. 
The inscrutable yellow, yellow pearl is not a sympathetic figure. <laughs> These uh, horrors that the Chinese suffered are not nearly as compelling to the West as the sad tale of the Dutch girl, mm -hmm. Anne Frank, mm -hmm. even though we now know most of her story is fiction, created by a Jewish filmmaker, Meyer Levin, as World War II propaganda. <laughs> Americans know very little about China, but we are constantly told about the Jews. We see them on TV shows and movies, and uh, and we share a, a common Bible with them. Yep. And since World War II, we've even been talking more and more about Judeo-Christianity until Christianity becomes little more than Christianized Judaism. No one talks <laughs> about the Chinese Confucian centers except to suspect they are filled with slanite spies. So you call them slant-eyed slants. <laughs> the lies continue to be published about the Chinese treatment of the Uyghurs and the other 50-plus ethnic minorities who live peacefully in China. The yin-yang symbol is a nice marketing logo, but most Americans believe in blood sacrifice for sin and eternal resurrection, not the Chinese way of striving for harmony between opposing forces or pondering how perseverance brings just rewards. So our democratic president, he tells us we must honor the Holocaust each and every day. His administration is 75% Jewish, who make up less than 2% of the U.S. population. He's calling us fascists yes. at the same time. We're fascists. Yeah, We're his? See how that works? Right. See what, what I did there? Many Republicans, <laughs> are, if they get elected, are eager to pass anti-BDS laws and take away our rights. <laughs> We're losing our rights and we're paying higher prices and taxes to keep the Zionist project afloat. Trump pulled out of the Iran deal for these millions of reasons by powerful Republican donors like the late Sheldon Alderson, now his wife Miriam, casinos, the Schwartzman family, Blackstone, the Marcus family, Home Depot, Paul Singer, hedge funds, and the Gap and Oakland A's Fisher family. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. No, we're not in it. The Democrats have even more Zionist oligarch contributors in their many-room mansion. When it comes down to it, the Uniparty is all in on Zionism, and reverence for the saintly, downtrodden Jewish, Jewish people who never did anything wrong. They, they just offered low-income loans to the peasants. <laughs> and this is the is thanks they, they got. This is the thanks they got. That's not right. And their, bag, their bags of money and organized propaganda machine, the Hasbara. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> so the Chinese have a long way to go to match the powerful sacred cow of the Jewish tribe. Until the Chinese have a strong sacred cow, the Chinese strong horse cannot outrace the strong horse of the Jews. Wow, that's, that's <laughs> quite succinct. Yes. You know the you know the thing. <laughs> I think we do, yeah. and I think our listening audience knows the thing as well. That's I why think, they're, that's why they're so. tuned in. Yeah. How so many, yeah, how many times have we heard white privilege when you get right down to it? It's primarily Jewish privilege, disproportionately. I, yeah, I think I think the blacks are, might be starting to catch on to that. Did you see where the um, the, the judge in the uh, Mar-a-Lago raid has unsealed more? of the uh, document for, right. for us. Continues. This is the lady judge, not the original. Judge. Well, this this goes back to, to Reinhardt. Reinhardt has now unsealed more of the detail 
that was oh okay that was not available in the original release so i don't know what they get out of that because there's really nothing there he can declassify anything he wants this is a this is a document raid is what this shut is. up <laughs> <laughs> uh, are they going for obstruction of justice i think they, they have to don't they i mean I, they have to pursue an indictment uh -huh. Trump. I mean, this is effectively part of their Brennan strategy. Right. You know, they had, they knew that the document in 2017 was, was phony. Mm -hmm. You know, the, yeah, they know that they, they knew the whole thing was phony and yet they, and, they, and the Biden laptop was legitimate. And yet they, yeah. And yet they hired Danchenko two months later. <laughs> they had to have him put out of, the, the, the mix so that he couldn't talk about it, you know. They had, that was the, por the purpose of hiring him right. was to, so that he couldn't discuss the case. Yeah. I mean, these people are clever, diabolically. They're diabolical. And what you don't want to do is leave us because immediately following our show is Eddie Floyd's America Matters. So thanks for joining us. We'll see you.